This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Sneak, happy last week of the regular season. Happy December. Lots going on. Lots going on. Happy last week of the regular season. Gosh, I can't believe we're already here. We've got a lot to go through. We're going to streamline some of it just to get to the stuff that matters today, obviously, with playoffs looming. Uh, we'll get into all that. But, Shane, first we've got to start with a nonsense minute. And we're kicking it off Christmas style. Shane, my question for you is, who is the biggest Grinch or Scrooge in the NFL? Who's the – well, you think a couple ways. Who's the, like, grumpiest, curmudgeoniest? Um, stack of coal in the NFL, or you could take that as like both of those characters um, learn their lesson, change their way. So maybe someone that has like a rough exterior but heart of gold inside. You could take it either way, but give me give me a grump in some form or fashion in the NFL. Oh boy, you always got the best questions. I think initially, I want to say. Kind of adding on to what you said there at the end about changing their ways. I mean, it's kind of easy to say maybe Arthur Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Arthur's up there for sure. Doesn't want to use Bijan, wants to act like, you know, doesn't want to use the shiny new toy, wants to keep that away and then learn the error of his ways the last couple of weeks. And Bijan's been getting a ton of more usage and been capitalizing, being very efficient on that usage. So, Maybe all-encompassing, that's the first person that comes to my mind NFL-wise. Player-wise, Grinch, Scrooge, oh, humbug, not ever happy. Ah. Ah. Gosh, I can't think of a player-wise. Hopefully you got one. The first two people that just come to mind, just just in the general grumpiness, and I would assume they don't like Christmas that much, is – Bill Belichick, of course, just always grumpy all year round. And then uh, Aaron Rodgers, always pouting on the sidelines, always got some kind of guff to go on. He's probably like, I celebrate Christmas enough, but he just, you know, probably prefer to do a darkness retreat in December instead. So those those are my two, like, first thought answers. Yeah, Rodgers is is good because you could always – because I feel like he's always – working behind the scenes or not he's always putting on a a front or a face and so that kind i can see that one oh there's got to be a better one there's got to be really good ones out there who's freaking always i mean belichick obviously perfect i mean he basically looks like the grinch so looks wise that's 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 perfect how about uh taking away gifts Wise, let's let's give some credit to Deron Bland, even though he just got toasted last week. That was a big story, but all those pick sixes—that's kind of like Grinchy, right? That's Grinchy, you know, stealing, stealing touchdowns, stealing yards, stealing catches. Uh, what about? Oh gosh! Every time you ask me these really good questions, I literally can't think of anything. I I don't know. I can't think of anything else. How about a, who's a Scrooge that just does, that loves their money? Probably like uh, that whole running back Zoom call, or I guess the, more so like the owners that didn't want to pay the running backs. So uh, yeah, 
the Amaras of the Giants, not they say <laughs> You know what you could say is you could say, even though we feel like it's probably warranted, all the running backs trying to get more money, trying to hoard all their money and not getting mm-hmm. it, and then like not and then having that kind of like let's talk about years past, having that kind of be the downfall. Like, what about Le'Veon Bell? Remember? Held out, yep. wants more money, doesn't get it. I don't think he got it or whatever. And then basically his career was like over the next year. Or uh, so yeah, running backs past or running backs current, they're all scrooges. They're all trying to hoard oh, their misers and they're hoarders. not even getting it. And they're not even good. Did you see that thing about Mostert being like four years older than like all the old, old running backs? <laughs> he's so old. It's crazy. Still very good. Still very fast. I don't understand. He's had like, what, he's like two at least years two- older than Le'Veon and four years older than Mixon and like three years older than Gurley. <laughs> and he's had like two like major injuries, like career ending injuries. It's crazy. And, and then the part I saw that post, and then again, which might be the way to do it, which is kind of makes sense, is with running back. Because I think most are like his first like four or five years, like guy barely ever played. Probably, yeah, like, I don't think it was because of injuries. Yeah. I think it was just he just was kind of stuck behind depth charts and never got the run. And so yeah. now he's older and he's fresh and he doesn't have any work. So is that a recipe for running backs? I don't know. I think so. Derek Henry is another example of that. We talked about that yes. recently. Like, yes. spent that time behind Demarco Murray, so that's probably bought him. You know, these last couple of years, um, I, I think he is starting to slow down a bit. But yeah, he's he is on the older side, and we've been like that's been the topic. Like, when is it going to happen? And it has not fully happened yet. And I think, like we're saying, because of those years on the front end where he got really sparse usage. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even like even like Alvin Kamara when he was splitting with Mark Ingram, you know, never like heavy workload, lots of production, but he's probably bought himself some extra time too, and having a bit of a resurgence here this year. So I, I do I do think like if you're in a timeshare or a backup running back for a year or two, you definitely I think end up having a longer career because the the inverse of that is Todd Gurley, heavy usage early on. Wore those knees down to dust, and he's just—he's only what, what, like twenty-eight, right? Yeah, he got dusty knees. Yeah, so maybe something to think about. Maybe we should use Tyler Algier a little more, Arthur Smith. Maybe at least here towards the end, if they're out of the towards playoffs, the end here, yeah, if they're out of the playoffs. It's not really worth it. Just uh, let's just. Relax on Bijan Cor- for a little bit. Cordero's been pretty efficient lately. So, yeah, let's let's give him some more run now, now that we're winding down. Beat the Grinch moniker, Arthur <laughs> Smith, and do the right thing. <laughs> Shnick, we had a little bit of a, a Dynasty trade day, like, rehash. You know, it wasn't, like, as big as our, you know, our favorite day in the history of this league, but... Uh, with the deadline coming up, we had a couple, uh, even a couple, a handful of big moves happen this week. Should we talk about those? We definitely need to talk about them. And and remembering about the trade, fantasy football trade days of of, yon, of yonder year. Those were some good times. I will never forget those. It was just a, a crazy day trying to trying to keep up 
I thought we might have that earlier this week too, but you know, sadly, I, I think people are, are, are feeling like they should stand pat, except for one guy specifically, who we will get to. But I don't know. Let's let's kick it off with a, just a banger of a trade it happened today, and that's between you and me trading Martavis Bryant for the Panthers defense. Give me your I mean, classic sneak grade on that one. As far as as far as trades go, I don't know if you can get as much more uh, important as this one goes. I get a name from fantasy past. <laughs> Does he get to resurge in whatever team he lands on? Does he stay in the league longer than like a month? Does he get back on the uh, on the drugs? Does he? Find somewhere, and then all I gave up was a defense, and uh, I don't, I didn't need the defense, so I think it's a, I think I win that trade like seventy five, like, no, I think I win that trade like eighty five, thirty. I mean, I'll give it to you because, yeah, he's a name. He hasn't even called up from the practice squad yet. I've been waiting to see that happen for the Cowboys because, like, Gallup's not giving them anything. Tolbert's been okay. Um, you know, after CD and Brandon Cooks and uh, what's his name? Well, Fergie, they could they could use something else, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Turpin also hasn't really been doing much. So, like, I don't know. I've been thinking, why not dust off Martavis? Give him a little run before the playoffs and see if they want to roll with him. But, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they're just good enough, you know, um, Depth chart wise, every receiver they don't need to. He's just an injury, um, injury insurance policy. That's what I'm trying to think of. But we shall see. I give you the edge there, just because it's a more, way more fun name. I was also involved in another pretty big deal. Me and Matt getting the deal done, and he is he was holding out on me. He was playing hardball, playing hard to get, which is probably the right thing for him to do, but. He got a 2026 first, a 2026 second, Kyle Phillips and Xavier Gibson for a 2026 third, 2026 fifth, and then Elijah Moore and the big piece, the thing that was really getting me going, my newest scrimshaw, Trey McBride. So hefty price. Um, I think pretty fair, though, just considering, like, the potential there and you know the years down the line but give me the sneak grade on that one yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna i hate to i hate to do it too but i'm gonna go even 60 60 for both of you here i'll take it that's that's what you want i try not to i try not to play the even here but matt gets a first and a second in the year that he's been stocking up picks you get the Kyler McBride stack, which you've been chasing ever since you got Kyler, uh, you uh, had to overpay a little bit for that. But if it pans out for the next three to five, you're great. You and we've mentioned this. You go out. You have to go after the guys that you want. You did it. You made it happen. Shrewd negotiations. So everyone got what they wanted here. I think Matt does good here by give. I mean, by giving up or giving up McBride and Elijah Moore, who, you know. I don't know what what your full feelings are on Elijah Moore. I think he's very, very mediocre. I know you probably felt like you had to get something else in there, and you're like, well, I'll take a flyer on a receiver. Maybe 
he'll be a bench guy that I can play on buys and what have you. I don't yeah. know if he's been, I think I also, because I think with the injury to Mari and with what that situation may look like is that what, anyway, we don't need to dive into the, the Browns offense, but I'm going to go 60, 60, even because you get your guy, you get your stack. Matt gets his picks, which he's been loading up on. Uh, yeah. I don't think it hurts either team really it i think it just helps both teams and it's yeah there you go yeah i'm just hoping you know because i feel like this is essentially mcbride's rookie year he's been behind Ertz. he did play last year but sparingly so you know hopefully signs of things to come and a best case scenario right for me he's in that group with like laporta and kincaid as the next guys at the tight end position once kelsey and andrews finally right after the sunset, whenever that is. But hopefully, if hopefully worst case scenario for me is he's just like Godert levels, you know, top 10 most of the time. So we'll see. Right. All right. Speaking of tight ends, though, Big T made a big swing, two big swings, but the first one was for a tight end. He traded uh, two seconds next year. Noah Gray and Kate Auden trading him back to Gooch for George Kittle, Noah Brown, the Colts defense, and then two fifths next year. So Kittle, the big piece of this deal, Tyler still trying to solidify one of his weaknesses, which was the tight end spot. And uh, even though the Scott Machine Show has proclaimed that Kittle is not good, he still is at the top in the ranks, at least this year and has the potential for big games, which is what T wants in the playoffs, just that potential. Yeah. T is definitely making his playoff push here. He's loading up. He's going for the gold. You got to love to see that. Appreciate that a ton. As you mentioned, we're not Kittle guys. I'm definitely not a Kittle guy, but he's having a better year than he's had in the past. Uh, Purdy seems to be on him a lot. Uh, shockingly again, here we are. Gooch with another big trade gets two seconds. Uh, you said those are 24s, right? Yep. So next year so he gets two seconds for Kittle again. Shocked that Gooch was is going to depart is going to part with Kittle just like he parted with Debo. But Surely. I think Gooch is in that mindset of I'm playing for that 25 to 27 year with these picks that I'm locking up. So having the likes of a Debo from the previous trade and Kittle in the next year or two or what have you is going to be like wasted almost on his team. So he's like, I got to trade yeah. now while they're at the height or at the, while they're at the height of what they're doing and get what I can get out of him. So interesting to see Gucci's evolution of his team and his 49er stacks that he's been having for so long. Now that's down to just one. I think he just has Ayuk now. Uh, I don't know if he's, yeah. does he have Purdy? Yeah, he's got Purdy. Okay. Anyway, uh, I give this one, I give this one like 70, I give this one 70, 40 big T. I like what he's doing for the playoff push here. I like that he's loading up, uh, going for broke. And uh, Gooch gets himself a couple seconds for next year to help out with that 20, that level of 25s where he's got the first so he can kind of do that two-year buildup, maybe to knock a year off of the uh, rebuild and compete uh, quicker. Yeah. You gave a big edge to Big T there. He made another big swing. Let's talk about that one. He traded away Gabe Davis, a 2026 second, 
and then Matt's 2024 second. So that should be the second pick in the second round. Four, Devontae Adams, um, a 2026 fourth. And then Tyler gave away the 202. He's getting back the 204 or 205, depending on how things shake out in, in the form of Chase's second next year. So really he gives up one second, Gabe Davis, and then a couple spots next year. For Devontae Adams, which Devontae's had an up and down year, I would say that's very good value for T, especially for what Eric paid to get Devontae earlier in the year. It was like a first and a second and Rishi Rice. Yeah, that can't go uh, unmentioned. The fact that earlier with the with the trade with Matt, uh, giving up a lot more to get Devontae on his team didn't really help him, and now basically he has to cut bait and try to get what he can out of him. T again stacking up Devontae way better than Gabe Davis, but maybe not so much this year. That Raiders offense has been weird. Devontae's probably still got a good couple handful of years left in him. I want to give this one a push because I kind of like the, this one didn't get, you know, recently none of these trades got a lot of talk in the group chats and and out there in the the media there, you know, there really wasn't mention of what was going on. I don't know if people just kind of missed it or if they'd just been busy, but name wise, I mean, Devontae is as big as a name as you're going to get in fantasy football. Is he, I don't know, I've already said, is he declining? I don't think he's declining. I think he's just been dealing with the carousel of quarterbacks and the horrible offense. So I feel like I, I, I want to, I wanted to, I wanted to throw bone, you know, Ernie, it looks like he's, I think he's officially out of the playoffs. Maybe I wanted to give him yes, a little yeah. bit of a, little bit of a attaboy, but again, I got to give this one slight to T because he is, this is as good as a stack up, getting ready, wanting to push forward type of moves we've seen in a while. So I'm going to give the slight edge here, uh, 60, 50 to T. All right. T, a big winner from these trades with your grades. And I think just in his playoff push hopes. So let's take that as a the transition into this week's power ranks. And I think we're just going to do the top six. So you and I are going to talk our, our rankings for the six playoff teams because that's really all that matters at this point. Yep. So let's do that. And as always, we'll start from bottom to top. Shink, who is the worst of the six playoff teams? Um, I'll name them for you again, just for clarity for for the listeners. Uh, Who's the worst? Who's the sixth team out of Brandon, Ben, Jim, T, and Jesse? Mm. And I think it's between Jesse and Ben. I think that's pretty clear. They're the two worst left in that group. Yeah, definitely the two worst. I got to give the slight edge to Ben being better, that 08 team being better than the Hesse <laughs> team. Just because he went, I mean, he went 10 and 3. He's the third place team right now. He hasn't scored as many points as Hesse, but it's not like. It's only a difference of, I think, 70 or so. Uh, but I just think you got – I got to give this – because he's found a way to win his matchups, and that shows me that he's a little bit better than than Jen Jesse. All right. Hesse at six. 
Ben at five, but uh, I think they're in a tier, you know, with each other of just like they've really got the longest odds to to win in the first round and also, you know, move on to the, the championship game. So six, Hesse, five, Ben. Who is your fourth best team? I guess that has to go to so Hesse Ben. Then that it means it's between T and Jimbo. And here I just got to give the slight edge to Jimbo as well. More points scored, uh, slightly now better that... record, right? But does that okay. take into account? The moves that T just made, because that's not taking into account the moves that T just made. I think. Let's run it down because I think got a little bit of time. We're going to spend less on some of the not important matchups. Actually, none of the matchups are really that important. Um, Quarterback by quarterback, Herbert versus Stroud. Who gets the edge? Stroud. Okay. Running backs, you got Etienne, Jacobs, and Pollard. Pollard versus Rashad, Gibbs, and um, Pacheco. Even throw in um, James Cook. So kind of like a, a four pack versus three bigger names. But where do you give the edge there? I. Guess I got to give the edge slightly to T because I feel like those running backs have a better chance and have proven to be a little bit more consi- consistent. Uh, name wise, I'm more on the Pollard, Jacobs, ETN group, but they haven't produced as much recently. I really like White. I'm not a, I'm not on Gibbs, but Pacheco's been doing good. Pierce got a touchdown. Is he back in the starting role? Is he back in the workhorse role? I almost want to say push, but I'm going to give a slight bump here, uh, running back wise to T. Yeah, I think Etienne's probably like still the one that I would have the most faith in. But uh, on Tyler's side, Rashad White and Pacheco have been more consistent than Pollard and Jacob. So. I mean, it's it's close, but I I'll go with you and say Tyler got a slight edge at least for like floor. All right, receivers. Tyler gets to roll out of the top three of Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, and Devontae Adams, and then Jimbo just lost Tank. R.I.P. Tank, we love you, but he's got Puka, Nico Collins, and Cortland Sutton. Maybe you throw in like Christian Watson as a name when he comes back from potentially being hurt. Um, Zay Flowers, too, is in the mix. And then, I guess, for Tyler, like Addison, Hollywood Brown are in, like, the, the other mix. But there's there's pretty defined top threes, I feel like, on both sides. Yeah, I think this one, you have to say name-wise, uh, you know, that you know about, you give T the edge with the names. But production-wise, I think right now I would rather have Jimbo's receivers. So I'm going to go give Jimbo on the receiver side. All right. Tight end, Ferguson versus Kittle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's very close all around, I think, is what we're... It is very close all around. Out. What like So, I mean, I think that question right there, I say, 
personally, I would rather have Ferguson right now. I like Dallas's offense better. I feel like Ferguson is their number two passing option. You could maybe, I guess, say Cooks, but I think Dak goes to Ferguson just as much as he goes to Cooks. I feel like Kittle is really still third in the in the Niners passing offense. So I give the slight edge tight end here to Jimbo, in my personal opinion. All right. So overall, we gave Jimbo more of the edge. So I, I think it's very close. I I could make a, an argument for Tyler above him, but we'll say Tyler ends up as our fourth ranked team and then Jim at three heading into the, the final week, but also this basically heading into the playoffs. Extremely close going into the final week here. I mean, the slightest of edges to Jimbo. I'd like to, if I would really, I really want to see what T's team looks like here, full strength after the trades uh, to really see what can, what can, what his team is capable of. All right, let's move to the big dogs, Brandon and Wade. How do you um, shake those two up? Uh, this one is, uh, there's a bigger gap here. I think a lot of people would realize I've been on Brandon. I've been trying to side with him all year. And rightly so, he's been great. But I give the edge here to to Wade. Uh, Wade's team is just flat out very good. And we've mentioned it all year. He, if all he really needs is what he's been getting out of CD and Tyreek, and he can beat pretty much any matchup all year long. And then if you add in question, is is Tyreek just too good? Tyreek is actually too good to be in the NFL to be a receiver. He's having a year that we just, it's, it's, and it, I don't even, maybe this is wrong. I almost feel like it's not talked about enough the year that he's having. I mean, just last week alone, you're watching and it's just yeah. like, he catches two 70 yard touchdowns and it's just like, it's, it's too, uh, What's the word? Like we've gotten too comfortable with what he can do. And we just expect him to have 150 yards and two touchdowns every week, which is insane. So personally with Wade's team, I mean, those two guys will beat you any week. Wade's quarterbacks. I feel like are better than Brandon's, you know, Mahomes has just not had the, the great year. You, he can throw out, Wade can throw out Josh Allen or Jalen hurts, hurts any week and be amazing. We know Wade's running backs can be very good. You know, Brandon's got McCaffrey, which could probably – he probably on a good day can double up Kamara and slash Saquon now or, you know, Taylor being out. So, slight edge running back-wise, I guess I would give that to Brandon. But I just don't feel like <clears> – I mean, Brandon – yeah, A.J. Brown, great. Stephon Dix, very good. Uh, Pittman has been very good. But they're not the type that is going to win – alone or one of or combine one of those two to win matchups i feel like wade's team can just beat anybody with two guys <laughs> so i yeah and and kelsey hasn't been having he's still having a great year but it's not the type of year and the type of production that you're used to seeing dominating and winning weeks now brandon's been winning weeks but there's and he's been doing great and he's the second in my opinion he's the second best team in the league at times he's been the number one team but Wade's team is just far and away so much better, in my opinion. And I'm expecting a repeat. And we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. I would not be surprised if nothing else changes. That Wade is right here, easily championship front runner for next year. Looking at that, the very first three P. So I give the the ranking wise 
uh, to Wade here. I mean, he's put he's put a masterful team together, and uh, it's going to be very hard to beat, even even with what Brandon can do. Because Brandon's players have the propensity, not the propensity, but they have the uh, uh, ability to have a bad. Some of them have the ability to have bad weeks. I just feel like none of Wade's guys ever do bad. <laughs> yeah, that feels right. Like especially at the quarterback position, there's like there's such a high floor there on both sides. It doesn't matter who he plays. Um, as I, yeah, it's crazy to think that like you look at uh, you said earlier, Brandon's receivers, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Michael Pittman, and then say that someone else has like. A clear or better group like by far, but somehow Wade does. So yeah, so that's our that's our playoff participant rankings. Got Wade number one, Brandon number two, Jim three, T four, Ben five, Hesse six. With I mean half of a week left to still make deals, guys. I know you're not gonna do it, none of you, but I'm just saying. Yeah, still out there to be had. I agree. I don't think we're going to see any more deals, but I'm happy with the deals we saw the last couple of days. They were very fun, good names, people doing good stuff out there. And it's, it, it kind of just shows you what I think what we've seen. And I'm, and you know, I don't remember years gone past too, too well, not as good as you, Scum. My memory is starting to fade on me, but I feel like we've been seeing a lot of, good trades this year and it's been exciting to see that a lot of names that are known in fantasy in fantasy for a long time being moved and people getting crafty with offers and sticking to what they want to get and so i think that's been i think that's been very good and uh it brings us to that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. I think we've had just a little more participation from people. Like Tyler has been a little more invested this year than he has in the past. Um, Doug typically will have like a little stretch of um, paying attention. So he was there. Wade made some big moves this year. Um, having Matt back in obviously makes things happen. So, yeah, just a, a good resurgence for us. No more having to try and beg Dason to – look at his team let alone interact and make a deal mm-hmm. so yeah great great year of transactions lots of big moves and that's what we want to see in this league i want Devonte adams to get traded twice in the same year come on just pass him around pass him around all right good power rank section there sneak let's take a break here here work from one of our sponsors and we'll be back this episode of the scum and sneak show is brought to you by the juice plus fleet of brown santas if you need a sun-kissed pringle if you need a big papa noel if you need a caramel claws call juice plus and we'll have a brown santa come to your party your function your secret santa Whatever it is, he'll be there bringing the mirth, bringing the jolly, and bringing the ho-ho-hos. Make it a brown Christmas with Juge Plus. Now we're back. 
I cannot express enough how amazing the brown Santa is. If you guys uh, haven't experienced it before, get on it. I've got pictures and videos to prove that it is a once-in-a-lifetime deal, and you can't pass this one up for sure. <laughs> Let's keep the holiday joy going. We've got some fun matchups. Well, there's like two kind of fun matchups because everything else is basically set. We'll run through them pretty quick. We've got what potentially had been an interesting matchup, but the, the 12th and 11th place teams, my blonde bomber team versus Matt's Juju and the Bandits. Um, no real implications here. I've got the top lottery odds locked up. He's got the second lottery odds locked up. Well, his pick anyway. So nothing really more than bragging rights. Uh, both teams are pretty bad. Even with like my trade for Trey McBride, I don't even get him this week because the Cardinals are on by. So no Kyler either. Um, it's going to be a struggle for either of us to hit 90. I don't know. Do we even make a pick here? Or do we just say, have fun at the bottom to me and Matt? Have fun at the bottom. All right. Moving on. We've got... Um, we'll do Wade's matchup, Gee Buttersnaps versus Doug. NBA greater than NFL. Uh, Wade's already got a buy locked up, probably the number one seed. Not that that necessarily matters. He'll have the quarterfinals off. That's all that he really cares about. Doug's team, nothing to play for, no seeding-wise. He doesn't even have his pick, so um, should be a route. We know Brandon setting, is setting Doug's lineup, so at least it'll be full. But this is the blowout of the week. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blow out of the week. Blow out of the week. Let's go. Yeah, super duper easy call here. Playoff primer, getting the team ready. Uh, it's gonna be a blowout, but if if Wade wants to not if Wade wants to have a bad week, this is probably the week, or I guess next week would be the week if he's gonna get that bye. Uh, but he's got great matchups, easy win. Uh, like I said, Wade is almost impossible to have a bad week so huge blowout and that's gonna be that matchup let's call this next matchup the the sad city boys matchup because both these guys wanted to be in the playoff mix had probably title aspirations uh, but we got Gucci's soft tissue rehab versus ernie's josh and dobberson it happened we called it ernie fell out of the playoffs it's official so really, they're just playing again for bragging rights. Uh, Eric would like to get this win. I think, uh, actually, no. Eric's in an interesting position here because Ben has Chase's pick. He has your pick. Uh, Eric does. Apparently, your pick is in the lottery right behind Gooch. So I think he's incentivized a little bit for Chase to win. Uh, Chase also wants to win this ticket to Ben. So. What do we see happen here? I think both have made moves to make their teams worse. So whose team is a little bit worse at this point? I think, I guess I think Gooch's team is a little bit worse after the trades that he's made. I would assume that Ernie gets this win. It sounds like, from what you just said, who does it benefit more to win? It benefits 
Eric the most if Chase loses or Chase wins. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe it will. Let me take a look at this. I mean, Paychan is, you know, it's either 30 points or he gets hurt. So, um, Javante's got a good matchup against the Chargers, Seahawks, and Niners. You know, we just watched the Seahawks play in the big shootout against a good defense. So, potential there for Purdy and Ayuk. Hopkins has been very good lately somehow and against Miami. And then on the other end, Ernie probably makes the switch at quarterback. I don't know. Garb is probably hurt, so probably he'll have to play Dobbs or um, Geno. Eckler is just done for. Charbonnet and Walker could miss. So, you know, Eric's team is just Amon Ra, Jamar Chase, and Laporta. So, I, it's like kind of – he's got worse matchups, worse um, upside than Gooch, I think. Yeah, looking at these matchups, Gooch got a lot of plus matchups if his players can produce and, you know, chase – St. Brown, like you mentioned, and Laporta. I mean, Eckler's not been good, and 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 Ernie's quarterback play has been, but tr- he has it's not been good, and he hasn't been able to find the right mixture there. So, I yeah, I guess this. I think I'm still gonna just. I think I'm gonna give the slight edge to Eric here, but with if Gooch wins, absolutely no surprise. Yeah, and that's what the projections show, and I think that's fair. All right, these next two matchups are the important ones. All four of these teams are in the playoffs, but seeding will be greatly affected by the outcomes of these ones. So let's start off with Hesse's uh, back one, two, three. They'll change that versus Jimbo's. Tell them Lamarge sent you. And Jim, I've seen Pee Wee's Great Adventure, so I, I understood it, but you've done better. If Jimbo wins, he's got a chance at the three seed, which benefits him to play the six. I mean, I don't know. It's all kind of even. Um, Hesse's probably locked into the six seed. So if he wants to play spoiler and maybe try to catch Ben, you know, he's incentivized to win there. So what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I give the edge here for the win to Jimbo as we just went through the rankings. I think he's got a better team. We gave, I think I forget who we we were matching him up with somebody, Ben or, or T it was T I think, but I gave him the slight edge on T I think. So I think just overall here, Jimbo's team is set up better here for success. Uh, And I think he's going to get, he's going to, so you say if he wins and Ben loses, he gets into the three spot. Yes. Yeah, I think that's just best. We've been talking Jimbo's destiny this year a lot, uh, and I think he's putting it. He's going to put it on display this week and show us that he's he's for real and not afraid to contend with the top dogs and put together a formidable unit to go out there and get a win. All right. So the next matchup related. Ben Sawyer Payton team versus T's Manila Knights. So if Tyler does knock off Ben in this week, um, like we said, Jim would be the th- three, Ben would be the four, and then we'd get basically we'd get a rematch of this week in the first round of playoffs. Okay. 
But um, yeah, Tyler with the retooled team, he'll get Devontae in the lineup. He'll get Kittle in the lineup. He should have a good advantage over Ben. Ben will have to put in Goff. That's not a bad backup to Trevor Lawrence. Um, been a lot of hullabaloo about Singletary and Moss being guys that were going to carry in the playoffs. Moss kind of disappointed last week in his first start for Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, probably more of the, the up and down from Ben, but I, I do give this edge to Tyler as well. Um, leading to, like we said, a, ma- a rematch of this same matchup in week 15. It's pretty funny, so, actually. So... How does it? How does that happen? Is it just automatically going to happen, or who wins that matchup happens? Yeah. So if if what we said happens, happens. If Jim wins, Ben loses. Jim would be the third seed. Ben would be fourth. Tyler fifth, and Jesse sixth. So then three and six would play Jim and Jesse, and then four and five would play Ben and Tyler. Well, that's what we want to see. I think that's. I, I think that would be amazing to see, you know, play each other this week, play each other again. And uh, the following week, first week of the playoffs, that would be, that would be fun. I think to see it would be kind of like the alternate- your basketball playoffs or whatever, where you just face the same, same team over and over. Yeah, we and we get a series, get a nice series going here. Cause I think T, I think T has a very good chance of really just rolling 08 this week with the retooled team, way better matchups, way better players. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in Ridley. I don't have a lot of confidence in Cup. Uh, don't have the confidence in those running backs, uh, especially this week against, you know, especially Singletary against the Jets. So I think this is a decent role for, for T and to give him just the confidence to the moon going into that first week of the playoffs back to back 08. The alternative, if if Ben wins or Jim loses, you know, one of those things happens, uh, Ben would play Jesse and Tyler would play Jimbo. That's the alternate reality we're talking about. But we are up against a little bit, so let's go to the last matchup of the week. Hyperextension, our do-nothing commissions team versus Schneek's freaking Brendan team. And uh, just for fun and for chaos, we're calling this one the upset of the week. Scum and Schneek upset of the week. Scum and Sneak, upset of the week. Upset of the week, yay, yay. Every now and then, we got to throw a fun chaos into the world. I'll take it. I will do my best to upset. I feel like it's going to be an extreme long shot, but hey, that's what we did. Last of the regular season, why not throw Sneak into the upset of the week? Watch out, Brandon. Don't want to derail that confidence as you're going into the playoffs. So you better come with all you, all your might. There actually is a world where if you do upset Brandon and Ben wins, then Ben gets a buy. So there, there's something to play for. That would be that. a crazy world. That would be a, that would be a, a world that I don't even know if I can live in. Probably our least likely scenario, but let's see if it happens. Let's see. All right. Shnick. Rough week last week for hopes and dopes. I had a double dope of Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett. Geno had a great game. Lockett was like middling, so kind of half right there. Um, but missed on Geno. My hope was Curtis Samuel, who beat his projections by like a point, but whatever. 
um, like a, a push there. You had a hope of, of on the same team, John Dotson, and he did not so great. So sorry on that one. And then you doped CJ Stroud, and specifically, this was in the group chat. You said he would not throw for 300 yards, and he did not. So we're gonna be that dope call. All right, I'll take it. This week, what do you got for us? This week, since the last of the regular season, I got to give myself one last hurrah. My hope is going to be Roshan Johnson. Love it, Roshan. Foreman's Get- hurt, or I don't know, at least gone. And I don't like Herbert, so let's go, Roshan. Yeah, giving him the hope uh, as he's going to be one of my future running backs. So I want to see what he can finish off with for me there. And my dope, because I think if I'm remembering all this back and forth, uh, is if 08 loses, we get the back-to-back matchups. Uh, So it's going to be, uh, I guess, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Cup. I think 08 is thinking that Cup is kind of reached. He had that touchdown. He probably had the most points as he had in the last like month recently. Uh, but Baltimore's defense is very good. So I'm going to say dope Cooper Cup just because I want to keep this back-to-back 08 T matchup going. And I don't think we would survive a world where he's getting a bye. I... Oh, I... it actually sounds hilarious. So I'm kind of for it, but. I mean, I'm not, honestly, I'm for it too. Maybe, I'm, but I'm going to stick with my my call here because we don't have much time. <laughs> my, dope is also, my dope is also on Ben's team. It's Devin Singletary. You mentioned it earlier. Damian Pierce seems to be kind of bouncing back, retaking the role after being hurt. If anything, they're splitting the, the role. So um, Singletary is not the play that he once was. And I think that continues to trend back down because he is, after all is said and done, he's still Devin Singletary. So I'm going to be a dope. And then the hope, I'm going to go on the other end. Jim's matchup, like we called. And I'm going to say his hope. Uh, one last ride going against the Chargers defense. Corbin Sutton is about to have a huge day. Uh, hate to see it, but he's you know he's been great, catching touchdowns nearly every week. And now going up against that leaky Chargers defense that I've gone against so many times this year and been right. Cortland, have yourself a day. Yeah, he's going to have a really good day. I'm talking multiple touchdowns probably. And you've been on that Chargers passing defense all year. Great call. And I think secretly, just before we wrap things up here with the Thursday night game, I think secretly if if the world turns on its head and 08 gets a bye and Brendan doesn't, that would be – that would just be – that would be so great. <laughs> it's still – it's the funniest scenario ever. So I mean, let's Brendan, go for we it. I don't know if we're ready for the the spiral that Brendan would have if he doesn't get a buy. And honestly, seeing that would be a thousand times more entertaining than this Thursday night game. So let's go into America's favorite segment. It's coming kind of sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. Oh, this is. A, I don't even know if I'm watching this one at all. Steelers. I'm definitely not going to watch it. The Steelers are going to win, and it's going to be very similar to all the other past Patriots games. Steelers win. 10 to 3. Yep, Steelers are going to win 14 uh 7. Jeez, offensive explosion for both of those teams. Yep. <laughs> uh Well, that's the show this week guys. We had to scheduling was tough, but thanks for listening. Um, Merry Christmas season to you all. We'll be here next week for the playoffs. 
and maybe we'll be here for a spiral. Oh, we've talked about it enough that it's it's in it's out there in the universe. It's out there. It's at this point, it's bound to happen with the year that 08 has been having. Uh, as you mentioned, Scum, we're going into the holidays. It is December. It is Christmas time. Playoffs are upon us. Fantasy football. We love you. We miss you. Bye. Efficient with one minute to spare. Well, get get yourself a, a well-deserved break with your minute back. <laughs> gonna go crack me a mini coke and jump on this meeting. Oh, I'm gonna get a mini coke right now too. All right, peace, <laughs> peace.